Thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 20 of Coaching Connections. Now, today I had a chance to talk to two guys I call my friends, Coach Ryan Taplin of Lee High School and Coach Guy Nolan of Seguin High School. Now, both guys just received confirmation that they received their first head coaching jobs of their career, and I couldn't be more proud of them. I'm extremely happy for these guys. I'm extremely proud of them. I know they're going to be great head coaches and they're going to have phenomenal careers. Uh, this episode was so much fun. You know, we got a chance to laugh a lot. Um, you know, just the great chemistry be between the guys. Um, we had a chance to talk about their journeys, people that have helped them along the way to get to this point, to have an opportunity to become a head coach. And it just really gives a lot of hope to a lot of young guys out there aspiring to become head coaches. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode 20, Ryan Taplin, Guy Nolan. Let's get after it. There we go. You hear me? There he is. <laughs> All right. Up, coach. Well, same old, same old here. How you been? Staying busy. Trying to stay busy anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah, this guy. What's up, boys? Got the beard more strong today. Look at that. <laughs> I did have the quarantine beard going for a while, and then I had a lot of silver and gray in that thing. Now I have another guy. <laughs> What's up, guy? Congrats, bro. Hey, you too, man. Yeah, man. Happy for you. Appreciate it. Long time coming for the both of us. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. What's up, Marcus? Appreciate you having us on, bro. Oh, man. No, no biggie. I'm glad. I'm glad we're able to work it out. Time-wise, you guys are pretty flexible. I'm like, you want to do it today? <laughs> I've done. Didn't have to schedule much of anything, which worked out. Nah, for sure. So for I appreciate sure. you guys uh, making some time. I know you had some plans earlier, Tap, so. Much love, much respect. Absolutely, man. So, uh, let's are we recording? Go. By the way, are we recording right now? It is now, but we can. I mean, I don't. I edit it later, so you can say whatever you want, and then I. Can <laughs> no, I was just curious <laughs> if we were or not. Yeah, got a uh, coach Nolan and Coach Taplin uh, with us today. Uh, first off, thank you guys again for for uh, taking some time to talk. How you guys been doing with this whole uh, COVID situation and, and staying busy? I know you said you had a. A quarantine beard going guy, but it's all gone now. So, talk to me about it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Kind of like how everybody's been on these uh, I think that's him, huh? Yeah. Hey, guy, time out. You make the best of time out, guy. Years and, uh, and <laughs> yeah. Guy, can you hear me? I can hear you. We, need a, we got an official time. Uh, you're sounding like, for, for me and Tap, you're sounding like T-Pain. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try, try again. That. Yeah, let's try that one again. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. You distorted, yeah. Is it good now? You're good now. All right. Um, you were just asking about the quarantine stuff, how we're handling. Um yeah, I had the beard going there for a while and uh, kind of just for something to do, I guess, and kind of hoping to wait out this deal. And we never got called back to action. Uh, so just in general, I guess, you know, it's just been reaching out to guys through Google Classroom, text message, all that kind of stuff, um, trying to make the best of a, a tough situation here. And then um, at the same time, trying to find the silver lining and everything and enjoying some family time and time with 
my kiddos, the wife, and you know, getting all the honeydew list stuff done around the house. So, and that, and those in those regards has been good. Um, kind of, as you guys know, you don't you don't get to do some of those things or get some of that time during the school year. So, like I said, just finding the silver lining in things is what I've been trying to do mostly during this quarantine time. Yeah. yeah, same. Go ahead. Same uh, time with the kids. You know, I got two kids under four, so my house, somebody asked me, how's it going? I said, besides chaos, everything's fine. Yeah. You know, every day, every day is a different kind of chaos with two kids under four, but, uh, you know, trying to make, like, you know, guy said, and everybody else has kind of said, make the most of it. Um, you know, everybody's in this weird situation together. Everybody's kind of going through it for, for Guy and myself. It's a little different because we're just taking over a program and, and wanting to establish all these things, and, and we're not able to be in the gym with our guys. Uh, so that's a, a tough situation um, dealing with that, um, you know, but trying to stay in contact with our guys and, and, you know, text message and Zoom workouts or, you know, I dropped my kids off at daycare the other day and saw a few of my guys out in the street doing some workouts, and so I was, I was happy to see that, uh, stop by and said hello. but. I mean, I think I'm like everybody else, just dying to get back in the gym and, and dying to get back with our kids. And uh, hopefully we can get back to a, a normal or a new normal or a semi-normal or anything that's normal. I'm, I'm happy to get back to. So ready to get back in the gym and grind for sure. Well, you, you guys brought it up, um, you know, taking over programs. I think it helps, too, that you were already in it. Uh, both of you guys were already at the place, so the kids already know you. So the, the relationships are established, right? So that, that's going to help your transition a, a ton. But but head coach, right, first-time head coach, uh, and I got goosebumps saying this. I remember what it felt like for me. Uh, so tell me, like, how do you feel? What are some of those feelings that you that you felt uh, once you found out? Go ahead, guy. Um, obviously, you know, just super excited. It's kind of kind of been in the making, um, being under Coach Gerlich the last several years. and. Um, knowing that he was coming to the tail end of his career, um, kind of being groomed for that position in in, in uh, some ways, and, and actually the last three years I was the head cross country coach uh, for Seguin too, so that helped me in some of those other ways of leading the program and um, turning that program around. We had some really good success the last couple of years, where previously uh, we didn't fare too well. Um, on the boys' side or the girls' side in cross country, so that that's been a that's been a blessing to have that opportunity to help um, some of the you know the behind the scenes type deals of you know, all the things that go into coaching that people don't see parent meetings, planning, preparation, organization, you know all the things that uh, within the school that that people don't get to see. They just see us and basketball wise Tuesday and Friday nights and and uh, go from there. But um, obviously you guys know um, a lot goes into it um, that, that isn't seen. Uh, so, and like Ryan said, I mentioned uh, a moment ago too, it's, it's kind of been tough. Like we're taking over programs, but we can't really be hands-on with our guys. And so that, that hurts and that, that kind of makes things a little bit frustrating at the moment. And you know, our hands are tied, you know, until we're given some kind of clearance and leeway to, do more than send them workouts or encourage them through text or, like I said, Google Classroom or whatnot. So, um, so yeah. Yep, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. Relieved a little bit in a weird way. 
I'm sure that I'm sure as most head coaches will say that probably go away pretty quick when you realize all all the stuff you got going on. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's been a long time coming, and you know, we both have kind of put in the work and and done our homework and 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 kind of earned um, our spot and earned our position, um, which is nice. Uh, you know, after you know, 13 years basically as an assistant, um, three years at Mac, I was volunteering at that point, um, volunteering, but, you know, still there every day doing all the other stuff. And then being at Leaf for the past 10 years, um, I will say I, I was lucky um, that I worked for two guys in Mark Murphy and Norm Gallion who allowed me to do more than a lot of assistants get to do. Um, and so I was lucky. Um, in that situation that I had two guys that that knew I wanted to be a head coach and kind of allowed me to do more and allowed me to be more involved in not only on the on-court stuff but on the off-court stuff too um, like I said there's a lot of stuff that goes into it um, when you're sitting at the office and you get a whole bunch of stuff that you got to do um, but I've already kind of done some of that been aware of it because I had two guys that that knew where I wanted to be and kind of pushed me um, hey, man, you're, you're going to have to do this, so you might as well get used to doing this right now. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I was, I've was i been very blessed, very lucky uh, to spend my whole career with two guys who valued my opinion and who valued um, what I brought to the table as an assistant. Um, and so, I, you know, I feel, like I said, I'm grateful and I'm blessed because uh, not a lot of coaches get to be in this position. Um and I don't take that lightly. And, you know, it's weird. And, you know, this is probably the weirdest year of any year ever. I feel, you know, that this is the year that I get, that we get our chance, that I get my chance. But, you know, you kind of got to deal with the cards you're dealt and, and kind of move on. So. Well, I'm extremely happy and proud of both of you. You know, uh, you endured. Uh, you know, as you talked about all the time that you spent as an assistant coach, um, we'll get into your journey as an assistant here in a second, but, but before I forget, you know, what is something that you would tell another assistant, a young assistant th uh, about the work and staying, you know, staying with it, you know, not, not giving up or, or a guy that might be like, you know, like you said, I was lucky too. You know, I had coach coaches that, uh, like Reggie was really good at giving me extra stuff to do so I could learn. Um, not because he didn't want to do it, but because he knew I wanted to know how to do it. And so he would give me tasks and, and I learned a lot from hands-on experience. Right. So, you know, but some guys take, take the approach where well, I'm not going to do that. It's not, it's not my job. It's his job. I mean, what would you tell the young guys uh, in those situations? I mean, I, me personally, I, I've always kind of coached by the mantra that like I wanted to be the assistant that I would want. Mm -hmm. um, so as a head coach, like, what would I want my assistant to do for me? What would I want my assistant to take off my plate? What would I want my assistant to do without asking? What kind of initiative would, my, would I want my assistant to take? Um, and so I've kind of tried to, to do that myself as an assistant. I, I wanted to take as much off the head coach's plate as I possibly could. I wanted to learn as much as I could. I wanted to take in as much as I could. Um, and and that, that was from the beginning. That was, you know, as a student teacher – for Mark Murphy at MacArthur High School is the same thing. Like, what can I learn that's going to help me um, in the future? And what kind of, you know, what would I want my assistants to do? So those who want to be a head coach one day, um, that's great. I, I hope, you know, every assistant coach wants to be a head 
coach one day and I hope you want you aspire to get to the top of our profession as far as uh, high school athletics goes. Um, but, you know, be the assistant that you that you would want, you know, grind, go scout at that eight o'clock game that doesn't start till 830 that goes into double overtime, you know, go. Um, you're going to have to sacrifice some time, uh, some personal time and some family time and some of the other stuff to go do some things um, that are necessary that are necessary. Um, and so that's one thing, you know, I, I learned and, and I've been grateful that, you know, my wife has supported me in that and, Hey, I need to go scout a triple header. I'm going to scout a triple header and I, I haven't ever got any, uh, any back feed from that, but you know, you, you, you have to, um, young assistants, you have to, to do more. You have to do extra. You have to, um, do all the little things without being asked. Um, and so that's what kind of makes a good assistant. You know, you're a suggester. You're there to offer suggestions without really offering um, solutions necessary. Um, but, hey, I, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Um, it's good to have ideas and it's good to be pushed and it's good to voice those ideas. And if you have a good idea, it's a good idea, what, no matter who it comes from. Um, but, you know, young coaches who want to be head coaches, be prepared for the grind and be prepared to do extra and be prepared to do more. Um, and, it'll, it, you know, it works out for you in the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I think you hit the head on the nail on the head right there. You know, that, that was kind of how my mantra was being an assistant coach too. Like be proactive in getting things done. Be proactive in whatever – how small or big the task is. And, you know, obviously most head coaches will probably delegate certain things to their assistants or the freshman coach or whatnot. And um, obviously, you know, you need to get those things done in, in a timely order. But um, I w always took pride in not only just doing those things that were delegated to me, but then try to go above and beyond and, and do some of the other things proactively without being asked because hey this I know this needs to get done so let's get it done um whether it's scouting an opponent where it's watching the film as pulling the stats you know, all the little tedious things that go into it uh, um, I was taking pride in that uh, a long way of being an assistant so um I mean all that stuff you just talked about right there is great advice to anybody who's an assistant or looking to make their way up the, the coaching ranks as well and uh, you know, we kind of attacked it the same way, I think, um, as far as taking our job as an assistant um, seriously um, and not just sitting back and, well, it's not my gig. It's not my that's, – that's his program. It's not my program. I'm just going to do what I'm asked. And, but it's, it's beyond that. And I think when you have that approach, it comes from the mindset of you're doing it for the kids. It's for our athletes. It's not – you know, it's not about anything else. It's about what's best for the kids, what's best for the athletes, and trying to do best to um, help them grow, fulfill their potential, and put them in positions to be successful. And and part of that is doing all the extra things um, and being proactive. And you know, like you said, missing missing family time or family functions and stuff like that. Um, I'm a family first guy. But a lot of, you know, you have to understand there's a there's a balance there within the job, too, because you're also family for these kids. For, you know, especially for us, I would say, you know, being a, a one town or a one high school town, you know, like we're uh, it's all about the community. And 
um, trying to reach these kids and, you know, being father figure, coach, brother, friend, all that kind of stuff to them, depending on where their needs need, need to be met. Um, and so I've, I've taken a lot of pride in trying to develop those relationships and kind of just put myself out there to uh, try to be the best assistant as possible, knowing that that will actually make me a better head coach one day. Um, so that that's my that's my uh, mindset on in regards to that. You know, we we touched on Tap's journey, right? I mean, Tap, you spent uh, a few years at Mac, right? Yeah. And the ten years at uh at um at Lee. At Lee, yeah. And that's that's the extent the extent of your journey, I guess. Uh, any other schools? No, that's the only schools, man. Uh, you know, I kind of got a late start. I was a little bit older after, you know, playing ball and, and doing all that and taking a year off. And by the time I finished school, man, I think I was 25 probably by the time I, I graduated and did my student teaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was just blessed to, to, you know, a lot of student teaching assignments come through and, and you're not really sure what you're getting into. And I mean, I, I walked into a gold mine with Mark Murphy, you know, I'm 25 years old. I don't know anything about anything. And I walked in and, you know, I learned a lot um, in three years. I had a guy that said, Hey man, you can come to as much as you want to come to. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to come to everything. And, uh, and that's what I did. I, I went to every practice. I went to every game. I went to every meeting, every film session, every anything without getting paid. Uh, at that point I was just teaching special ed at MacArthur. Um, volunteering my time because I wanted to get my foot in the door. Yep. Um, and that's what it, that's what it takes sometimes. You know, I, I spent three years doing stuff for free. I probably worked an extra 30 hours a week at least um, without getting paid for it. But that was all with this goal in mind, you know, with the, like, if I can get my foot in the door, I can make the right connections and eventually um, you'll get there. And, you know, I was lucky with my time at Mac and uh, I was lucky with my time at Lee really. And, you know, I've told everybody, I've told, you know, friends and, men, you know, mentees or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's about relationships over resumes um, and any relationship that you can make um, and keep is a positive. Um, I wouldn't be the head coach at Lee right now without relationships. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. My resume ain't good enough um, to be a head coach at a 6A high school. Uh, I'm be honest with you. I mean, I, I think I, I know enough. I think I'm I'm prepared enough. I think I'm qualified enough. I think I'm all those things. Um, but, you know, none of that really matters. It's about, re it's about relationships. And, and, you know, I have a good relationship with our football coach. I have a good relationship with our administrative staff. I have a good relationship with our athletic office. Um, and that has definitely helped me um, to this, you know, prior to school, I, you know, I did the AAU thing. I, I trained kids. I've, I've done that. I've, trained a couple of San Antonio players of the year. I wouldn't say exclusively. Let me make sure that everybody knows that. I, I didn't do it myself. It was a village, right? There's a lot of people involved in, in um, you know, Leslie Vorpal and Cole Martinez and, and guys like that, girls um, that I was trained and coached. But, um, you know, high school was where it was always at for me. The AAU stuff, the training was always just a, a, uh, a gap, right, between – uh, this and this. Uh, I knew I always wanted to be a high school head coach. That was always goal number one. And everything else I've done, um, you know, in preparation of that has always been for that goal. I, you know, I didn't do anything that was going to take me somewhere else. You know, high school basketball coach was always at the top for me. 
you know, it's, it's good you say that about relationships. It's important. I mean, because uh, not only just to get the spot you want, but also your working relationship after you have it with the same staff members and, and they're, they're working with your kids and, and everybody's got to be on the same page. And so that's going to pay off in the long run. And I was talking to, uh, uh, I haven't released the episode yet, but with Stan Leach and Brian Young, I was talking to Stan Leach and, and uh, he's the AD right now over at uh, Bernie. Yeah. His, uh, his biggest thing he was talking about was relationships, 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 relationships. How important are relationships with your kids, with your, with your uh, school board, with your admin, with your parents? I mean, relationships are everything. Um, so it's, it's interesting that, that uh, someone who's been coaching 35 years, right, and then you're getting your first job as a head coach, you understand that already. So that's you know, much power and respect to you for that. Um, Guy, what about your journey? Yeah, man. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. No, 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 that's good. I was gonna, you know, jump on top of that, but guy, no, no, no. Go ahead. Hey, hey, we got all the time in the world, hey, man. Guy. Jump on top of it. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, you know, I was just saying, like, in this in this whole process, the whole hiring. Time out, tap. Process the whole thing, you know. Time it, out, it's tap. Not just, tap, tap, tap. It's not just. It's you know, it's everybody. My froze. Yeah, you're, you're kind of. I'm trying. Pulling that T pain deal. Good now. All right, there we go. All right, now what were you saying, Tap, about on top of the relationship piece? Just just like it's it's not just it's just kids. It's the the deans on campus. It's the APs. It's the football coaches. It's it's everybody. It's not just one person because you're gonna need something from everybody at some point. And the better relationships you have with all those people. Um, you know, it tends to work out in your favor um, when you actually need something. Good deal. And Guy, what about the journey? How does that look? Uh, uh, um, it's fun, yeah, but uh, <laughs> man, I kind of got late start too, just because I was on the I was on the five year plan in college, and then I mean, honestly, I just I always wanted to be a coach. I always knew I wanted to do that. I wasn't always so sure about the teaching end of things of, you know, my, my ideal from the outside looking at it was I don't want to have to spend my time at home grading papers and, um, you know, things like that. And, I, and you know, I just kind of never saw myself as somebody who could be standing in front of the classroom teaching, whatever it was. Um, and so, but I had a lot of people pushing me and prodding me and saying, you know, what are you doing? Like, you, that's what you need to do. Like, you're that's what you're cut out for. And so I, I'm thankful for those people. They uh, kind of pushed me in the right direction, obviously. And, and uh, I ended up going through with it and getting certified and all that kind of stuff. But my first two years, I, I was at Roosevelt high school, just doing ISS. Um, and that's where I went to high school too. So it was kind of always, you can always go home, so to speak type of deal. But um so that was good. I, I still was kind of trying to figure figure out what I exactly wanted to do, but I was doing ISS, and um, so I was there for two years, and I ended up applying basically to like 16 districts in the whole surrounding area. Yeah, don't, don't start me on that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I only had PE and health as my certification levels at the at the time. Um, and so everybody always told me, "Well, you're never going to get a job. You got to get something in core area." <laughs> Um, try to fast forward a little bit. I ended up getting a call from Seguin. They had an assistant basketball assistant football job uh, open, and uh, I get a call, 
and they say, well, the position that you applied for has actually already been filled, but we're going to look at um, implementing PE and health classes at the alternative campus in Seguin um, for the first time ever, because when kids get sent to alternative school, they lose out on those credits because they didn't have it there prior. And they're basically they're like, you know, if, if you're interested in something like that, we can bring you in for an interview. Um, if all goes well, once in the future, if a coaching position opens up, they already kind of have your foot in the door with this rig to make it easier for us to then slide you over into one of those positions. So I went interview, got the job, um, started volunteering at the high school, kind of like Tap was saying, and uh, showing up to as much things as I could, practices, games, Saturdays, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then I started coaching actually at the junior high, one of the junior highs in Seguin because one of the teachers uh, didn't end up passing his um, certification test. So come December, um, he was let go. And so they needed somebody to fill his coaching duties. And so that's kind of got me into doing that. So I coached basketball and track for the, for one of the junior highs that year, the following year, they, I got a set position at one of the junior highs at Breezemeister middle school. Did that for a year. I did um, um, special ed PE there. I kind of drove around different campuses in the district and serviced different kids at different schools. Um, and that was really fulfilling. Um, then the following year, uh, our court athletic coordinator at the middle school ended up getting bumped up to the high school for a football position. Um, and then I was, I was lucky to lucky enough to get that position. So I became the athletic coordinator that next year at the middle school. And um, that gave me a lot of responsibilities, duties, handling budgets, organization, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. So it was, that was a really good um, experience for me to be able to do that. Uh, and so I did that football, basketball, track, you know, how it goes in middle school. You do everything and uh, did that for a few years. Um, almost every year it was like, a, hey, we want to bring you to the high school type of deal. And then it always came down to we don't have a spot for you teaching slot-wise. Um, I ended up getting certified in special ed um, to try to make that transition a little bit easier. Um, had opportunities to go other places, but I just felt like felt a good niche there in Seguin. And, and uh, I felt like I was making a difference um, with kids there. And um so i kind of just kept hanging out hanging on and seeing where it was going to go finally worked out to where i was going to be brought up to the high school and actually Gerlich was going to bring me up to be his first assistant and uh i get a call at coaching school in the summer and it's from our then football coach at the time and he's like hey i need you to coach varsity football i was going to do freshman football and then uh assistant basketball and he's like, well, I need you to, a couple guys didn't come through with the contract hiring process. And so I need you to coach varsity football. Would you rather coach running backs or receivers? And so I was like, well, give me the running backs. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we were going to be a more heavily run offense. So I, I wanted to, I, I felt I'd be more in the mix if I was coaching the running backs as opposed to receivers. So did that for a couple of years. And then, um, as you know, football is 24-7, 365 plus, um, um, which when you're doing it, you don't realize how much time you're there. I remember one time one of the assistant 
uh, football coach at the time was like, man, you realize we're sitting up here on a Sunday night. He was like, you realize we've been up here for like 88 hours this week. And uh, I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's Texas. So, you know, football king, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. You know, there's nothing that beats Friday night lights out there in the football field, um, especially in a small town. Like, you know, they like to pack the stadium, lose or draw, and um, the community comes out and supports. And, um, and when Coach Bush came in to Seguin, who's been there now for four years, I just went to him and said, hey, you know, like my goal at the end of the day, you know, is to become a head basketball coach. Love coaching football, enjoy working with the kids. But is there any way I could, you know, try to get in a position to where I could focus more on basketball um, and and slide into a you got to have a second sport. So there happened to be an opening in cross country for assistant cross country. And so that's how I ended up making that transition out of football. Um, and then that freed me up more to focus more on basketball and, and help with the program from the assistant standpoint that way. Um, and that's what I did from there and did cross country for a, for one year. And then our uh, cross country coach retired. She was, I think, 27 years coaching. She retired and that kind of what set me up to become the head cross country coach and did that for the last three years. And until here now, everybody knows now Dwayne, Dwayne decided to retire and, um, so it kind of opened up that, that, that opportunity for me to, to go for the job. And, you know, I, I feel like the same as Ryan, you know, like, you know, maybe resume wise, it's not as glowing as, you know, um, some others might be, but I, I feel like I'm prepared. I feel like um, this is about what I've been working for. And um, not that I deserve, but I feel like I've earned it. Um, and now, now it's, it's up to me to push through and 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 see what see what we can get done and you know that's what, that's what makes this whole situation that much more frustrating I guess um, you know just because I'd like to get in there hands on and and get some things working and get going and you know especially for us I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here but we had ten seniors on our varsity graduate this year so. Uh, we're going to be super young, super inexperienced from a varsity playing level. Um, and so I think for schools like like us, you know, this is maybe even hurting us even that much more so. Um, although, like you said earlier, Marcus, too, I, I, uh, it's good that the kids already know me. Um, so I do have that going. It's not like I'm coming into a brand new school situation. They don't know me from anything. So that, that definitely is a positive. Um, and so just kind of waiting, biding our time to get going. You know, it's, it's funny that, you know, you look at me and guys kind of journey and, and it's not just us two, it's kind of throughout the whole year, little coaching connections thing. Like a lot of interviews, people have talked about all the steps they've had to take, you know, but you listen to anybody out in the public and they're like, ah, I should be the head coach at that school. I'm like, do you know what it takes? Like, are you willing to sacrifice 15 years of your, of your life to get to that point? You know, are you willing to do um, the things that really it requires and put in the time that it really requires? Because you don't just, you know, graduate college and then get a head job, especially not at the 5A or 6A level. Like that doesn't happen. You know, you gotta 
go work at a middle school or you have to volunteer or you have to do all these things to kind of work your way through um, to get to where you, you know, where you're, you know, excited about being or where you're meant to be or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's not as easy as, as the public likes to make it seem, you know, you, you know, as a young guy, I thought like, okay, I get a head job, let's go, you know, and, you know, like, uh, it doesn't work that way. And you gotta, you have to put in your time and, and, you know, earn your spot pretty much, you know, and, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, we're both in the, you know, we see each other all the time, you know, at tournaments or here and there, and we're both kind of in the same boat. And then, you know, boom, 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 like a week later, like it happens for both of us. And it's like, damn, that's crazy. You know, so yeah. uh, when you least expect it, it happens. Um, when you expect it to happen, it doesn't. And when you think it might happen, you ain't got no shot. And, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of unlucky. You know, a lot of jobs that I interviewed for, I, I feel like, you know, when when the person got the job, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? I'll be honest. You know, I interviewed for the Jefferson job and they're like, we're going to hire Artie and I, we're going to hire Art. And I'm like, well, duh. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> OK, moving on. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I interviewed, I interviewed for this job and it's like, well, we're going to hire this guy. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, so like, I get it. Uh, but, you know, when you actually get one, you're kind of like, OK, so now the work starts. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, I like uh, the variation of guests that we've had on the show, like, you know, some older guys, some retired guys, some guys, you know, kind of fresh in their, in their head coaching career. And then and guys like you just fresh out of the trenches as an assistant about to jump into this new journey and, and talking about the work, you know, cause for some guys, like you've been talking with Dwayne uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mean, he's been, he's a head coach for 35 years, so he remembers, but, but you guys are fresh out of that role as an assistant. And so they, they're talking about it and, and it means a lot to hear it, but to hear it from guys that, that literally a month ago were in the trenches as an assistant doing all of the work, not shying away from the challenge, Staying positive, like Tap, like you said, you've interviewed for, for some jobs and didn't get it. And some guys cash it in, right? And, and then some guys just stay the course, and, 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 and now you're probably where you were meant to be this whole time, you know? And so, yeah, maybe. And, you know, people would, people would say that, you know, like, when it's meant to be, it's going to happen type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you hate to hear that because you, you, you want it to happen now and you want that job. Like, yeah. if I get that job, I can do this. If I get that job, I can do that. Um, but yeah, like you said, like, you know, some things work out usually the best way. Um, and I'm in a great position and, and I'm, I'm blessed and happy to be here. So, you know, with this, uh, the job I have now, it was kind of a late hire. It happened like at the beginning of the school year. Uh, but in that May before I interviewed for another head job and I thought I did great. Just like you said, you think you do great, but it just didn't work out and, and it didn't work out, you know, but. But uh, imagine that if it did, and then uh, two months later, the McCullum job opens up. And I feel like, you know, this is my home. This is where I want to be, meant to be. And, and it just happened to work out that way. I didn't get the other job and left this blessing of an opening for me uh, to apply for this one. And, and it worked out. But uh, I'm home, and, I, and I, I get to be where I, where I grew up. And so I'm glad it worked out. Like I said, it well, I, I can. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm say I can list all 18, but I won't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all all that, you know, speaks to me too. You know, I, I had two chances to go get head jobs at different places and I ended up turning both of them down after speaking with, you know, people in my circle and, you know, and I've always been told and kind of men, mentored to think about, you know, you don't take a job just because it's a head job, take a job because it's the right job. Um, 
and that speaks volumes you know that that's kind of why I've, I've uh, stayed where I've stayed because I feel like this is the right job and you know hopefully you know at the end of the day that's that, that's true and I got a chance now and so now it's now it's kind of go prove it now um, but you know, with a couple of those other jobs I've been offered it was I really want to uproot my family and move um, you know, there's no, there's no guarantees in, in this profession either, you know? So, you know, like earlier at the beginning of this, uh, Ryan, you were talking about, you got to have good relationships with administration, teachers, you know, counselors, everybody with associated with your campus, with your school district. Um, and I've been able to develop a lot of those relationships here in Seguin and feel like I got a good, strong support system to where if I need something or I, um, I can go to somebody and, you know, they'll, they'll have my back or they'll be able to help me out or vice versa. I'll be able to help them out because we've had those relationships professionally already um, established. So um, there's no guarantees. Um, I've always, and that's something I've told some of my friends too, when they're talking about trying to get into different coaching jobs, whether it's assistant jobs or head jobs. And, and that's what I've always echoed to them also is, is it the right job, not just for you, but for your family and for you professionally beyond basketball too. So uh, all of that matters. Um, it, it's kind of weird. Like we've been assistants uh, for many years now. It, in some ways I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of an old head, even though it's going to be my first year as a head basketball coach. But I mean, I, I think that goes for both of us that we just had good people around us to speak some of these things into our lives, to help prepare us, to help challenge us, to help um, guide us along our journeys. And, and I know I'm blessed for sure for people to tell me some of those things that maybe you know, some people might not necessarily know um, in regards to, do you chase that job? Do you, do you uproot and go somewhere else um, and things of that nature. So, I mean, and I'm I'm am a believer too. Like things happen for a reason. I'm, I'm glad where I'm at. And I'm 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 glad to be given the opportunity for sure. Sure. Talk about uh no. What what are you most excited about to get started? Like what what is the one thing that I mean? I know you're excited just to do it all. Well, <laughs> what's getting you fired up right now? Thinking about I got my first head job. Let me get to work. Like what what's exciting you? Practice. Practice. I love I love practice. Yeah, I love it. I'm 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 lucky that I got a group of kids, um, and this goes back to you know knowing my kids already, which helps. But I got a group of kids that let let you coach them. I got a group of kids that don't make excuses. I got a group of kids that that want to do the right things, and you know that's all you really care about. You know the practices for me that's the fun part. Yeah, you know the kids probably will disagree with that, <laughs> uh, but for me. You know, the practice is the fun part, and then you, you get to go, you know, release them into into the games and let them go do their thing and, and try to um, use what you've taught them and what you've talked about and that type of stuff. Those are the tests, you know, but I, I like the everyday. I like the growth. I like the process of um, your team growing together. I, I think that's one thing I kind of have prided myself on is even at the JV level, I, I tried to make it where it was my program and I was coaching it how I wanted to coach it. And, you know, I, I can, I can confidently say that on my, on my JV from the beginning of the year to the, to the end of the year, we're going to get better and we're going to improve and we're going to do things differently and better and all that stuff. And I enjoy that, that part of it. I enjoy the growth. I enjoy um, the grind with kids. And it is definitely that. 
uh, a grind, um, but I enjoy it. And, I, you know, doing things your way, there's something special about that. And I know, you know, you, Marcus, I know you guy have a ton of respect for the guys that you've worked for, who you've been assistants for, as well as me. And I have a ton of respect for Mark and a ton of respect for Norm. Um, but there's just something about doing it your way. Um, and all the little ideas that you had that you had to run by somebody else prior to this, you don't have to run by anybody anymore. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about, you know, making the final decision. Um, but what's best for our kids, you know, it's about us. And, you know, I've told, I've told my seniors that, um, you know, this is your program, not mine. Uh, so where do you want to see it to go? And, you know, their responses to me have kind of even got me more energized and, and hopefully that carries over to whenever we can get back to, um, back to school. Yeah, for me too, it's, it's a lot of the same. Like I, I enjoy the journey of it. I love seeing, like putting the building blocks in place, so to speak, and seeing, just seeing the progress through the course of the season, through the year and you know, a lot of that is done through practice and then learning through your mistakes and successes within games. Yes, of course. Um, but if you think about it, the bulk of the time we're, we're in practice. So you got to enjoy practice. You got to love the grind of practice. You practice more than you ever play. Um, uh, so you, you got to make it something to where the kids love it too and buy into it. And I, I just, that's, that's the part of the process I look or part of the journey I look forward most to getting started with and then be able to see things start to compound and see the progress and the development and the growth. You know, they did a, they do an article here and Seguin has its own local little paper. So they did an interview with me and um, I guess Gerlich or coach Bush had told them, you know, the JV team uh, went six and two in the second round of the district for us, which, you know, it's the JV team. Great. Everybody knows it's, you know, it's all about the varsity, you know, one loss record, make the playoffs, all those kind of good things. But I'm just like you, Ryan. Like, I, I always try to run the JV team as if it was a varsity and try to treat them accordingly with within those parameters. Like, you know, cause one day you guys are going to be a varsity and mm -hmm. Shoot, next year, it's pretty much going to be my JV all moving up with the amount of seniors we had graduate. So um, so I think all the little things like you do in practice, all the details, holding them accountable, all those things that seem their growth is, is the biggest thing that I like to see. Um, wins and loss will take care and the record will take care of itself. If you're putting in the time, the work, energy every day and, and making it to where something the kids – bought into want to be part of and it just makes them that much more enjoyable but yeah practice is the is the key right there like i said that's, that's where the majority of your time is with them um so you, you have to enjoy it what about something that maybe not makes you nervous but just something that you you think maybe I, i'm gonna work i gotta work on this to make sure uh i'm the coach i want to be there you go Um, shoot, everything, <laughs> everything makes me nervous. <laughs> you know, the, I was told a long time ago, uh, you know, as an assistant, you, you, you can give, uh, ideas 99 times. It might take the hundredth time and you're finally your ideas kind of plucked and maybe used. Um, but now 
now we're the ones that have to decide between those nine, nine times or a hundred times, do I use that idea or is it mine now? You know, like owning it, everything falls back on our shoulders now. Um, and, um, you know, as an assistant, I don't know what the right way to phrase this is, but it's almost like you kind of, the burden doesn't fall on you at the end of the day in, in, in a lot of instances, you know, so, um, you know, even though you might take it to heart that it does, which I know I've, I've done, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's whoever said, whoever's name is lined up under head coach. That's who it falls under. And, you know, so everything makes me nervous. I, I want to, I want to do the community proud. I want to do the kids right, the parents right, our school. Um, and, you know, it, I want to do my best to be able to put them in a position to be successful. And, and um, if you don't feel that pressure, then, I mean, maybe your heart's not all the way into it to me. Um, because there should there should be some kind of pressure there to want to do your best to get them to do their best and um, but I think I think it in a uh, biggest uh, biggest trend here through the conversation is relationships if you build those relationships I think all that stuff takes care of itself it eases it eases some of those stressors or uh, maybe negative outside voices things like that you know you got to bond together and um Mike Krzyzewski always has a has a quote that talks about uh, playing as a fist. If you go into a, a fist fight, you're going to ball up your fist. You're not going to go into a fist fight with one guy or two guys um, not, not together. So you have guys on the court got to be all together. Um, and, you know, if you, if you have a um, – a weak link in there as far as not bought in all the way or not together it's going to be hard to go to battle every night and go to practice and win games and all those things so i think the biggest thing is just trying to develop those relationships and let those kids know they're loved they're cared about and we have their best interests at heart for them and um, for me you know it's just go back to it's all about the team all about the team i want them all to have their individual successes and glories but coming from the team standpoint. Um, and so that's, that's, that's one of the things I hope to get across and kind of push um, for our program. That way we're all united and together. Yeah. I, already, I already know there's a lot of stuff I don't know. So I'm, I'm smart enough to know that. I'm not a smart man, but I know there's a lot that I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm lucky I got a, a good group of not only mentors outside of Lee High School, but other head coaches on Lee, on Lee High School's campus that I can pick their brain and ask questions about. Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty confident once I step on the court uh, that, you know, I'm doing what's best for our group and that I'm going to coach in the right way and I'm going to do all those things. I think my biggest nervousness, I guess, if you're going to be nervous about something, besides before the ball goes up, because I'm sure that first game will be a nervous wreck, you know, before that ball goes up. Uh, but in the meantime, it's all administration. You know, I feel like once athletic period, once that bell rings and we're going to the court, I'm, I'm not nervous about that. That's just basketball. That's something we've been doing our whole lives. And so uh, my biggest thing is going to be the, all the outside stuff, just being the man. You know, usually if we had an issue or something, I always, you know, like, like Guy said, you know, it's always deflected on somebody else. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, that my record is zero and zero right now. So 
uh, I'm undefeated. So take that, everybody who's lost a game before, right? I'm undefeated and you're not, right? Uh, but, you know, I'm 0-0. Zero zero. It hasn't fallen on me yet, and but it will now. And so that, that um, you know, that backpack you're carrying now is, is a little bit heavier than it was before um, because it's your name attached. But I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm ready for that. Got my chip on my shoulder and my backpack, so we're good to go. Hey, I need a, I need like a one minute uh, recess. My groceries just got delivered. I don't want to leave them on the front patio real quick. All right. <laughs> good. The, my neighbors are outside. Said they're gonna, they're about to steal my groceries. <laughs> Man. Um. Right, let's get back on track. Uh, best right. Basketball game memory that you have that you have that you've been a part of. Best basketball game memory. You could you could have played, you could have coached. Played or coached? Yep. I got one if if you're not ready. Go ahead. All right, this this one's easy. So two thousand oh, that, that has to be that has to be the half court shot to win the by district game, right? It has to be. No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> two thousand seventeen we're we're playing in the by district round against Austin Lanier and they had a kid that was big time shooter, could fill it up. Um, and game comes down to the wire. We were actually in control of the whole game, really. And then we were missing free throws down the stretch. And they, 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 he got, he started getting hot. His name was Buster. He started getting hot and he was hitting from six, seven Steph Curry range behind the three point line on us. And, uh, life is good. <laughs> uh ends up getting tight there down the stretch but uh they uh they have the basketball and it's a tight game we're gonna go over time or man they're gonna get hit a shot something's crazy gonna happen and uh um, the ball half court and course we're going to take away buster and and double him and he's not going to catch the basketball and somebody else is going to have to beat us um so we we take him away they end up throwing the ball towards the middle middle of the court there and uh kid on their team just doesn't catch it clean and it's kind of falls out of his hands and rolls there and our point guard mark garcia picks it up takes a step and launches it from half court at the buzzer to win the game, and you know, it would made the ESPN top ten that night. Sports Center highlights, and obviously sent us into the next round. But uh, it was just awesome to be a part of. Uh, you know, everybody comes rushing the court and dogpiling, and everybody's hugging, high five, and all that kind of stuff. It was it was an incredible moment to be a part of. Um, which which actually my favorite one is being a you know, player happened the same way. Um, pretty much uh, when I was a sophomore in high school during a by this ground against Austin Westlake it was our basketball half court we inbound the basketball take two dribbles and Chris Medina who's now the soccer coach at Roosevelt he hits one from right near half court at the buzzard to win and it was like his same thing all over again dog pile in the center of court and so it's kind of crazy to be a part of it once as a player in a half court shot to win a playoff game. And then a couple of years ago to be able to experience the same thing. And 
that was a great team we had in 2017. We just getting free throws were our Achilles heel that year, and man, we probably should have won that second round game too, but it wasn't meant to be. But yeah, you're right. That was an easy one for me to pick. Yeah, that was easy for sure. Uh, man, as a coach, I mean, that's tough, man, because I mean, if it's high school only, uh, I'd probably go with something. I have some stuff from AAU days, you know, AAU Nationals playing in some games with guys. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, when I had an AAU team, they were like sixth graders or fifth graders. We went to AAU Nationals. I had Jordan Murphy, Jake Valero, LaShawn Brown, Dorian Lopez, all on one team. So, had some real dudes on those teams. They, they win some high school games as sixth graders, I think. So, uh, but high school wise, and I know my man Corey's gonna hate me for this. I'm sorry, Corey. I'm so sorry. Uh, JV game, last game of the year this year against Mac. Uh, double overtime. We gave up 44 to their best player, who was a freshman. He absolutely torched us. We had no answer whatsoever. Uh, but I, I put in a little set um, in like October with my guys, maybe like first week of school. So first week in November and we, we didn't run the set the entire year. Uh, we went, we went like three and a half months. We never ran it ever because the situation wasn't right. It had to be the right situation to get what I wanted. Um, and so we were down one and we were in the bonus and they didn't have a foul to give. And we, without calling a timeout, my guys ran it. I, the ball went out of bounds, and I called it without calling a timeout. Didn't have to draw it up. Didn't have to do anything. It ran it perfectly and uh, got a backdoor layup to win the game at the buzzer. Oh. And Corey was his uh, – I'm sure he's devastated. Corey, Corey's still not happy about that. He likes to talk about that quite often. Um, and he'll be really upset that I put it on uh, any type of podcast or anything. Um, but – uh, that's my guy, Corey Christensen. What's up, boy? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was, but you know, we got lucky. He'll he'll say it differently. You, you know, you got a layup to win the game. It wasn't luck, but we were we were pretty lucky. So. Well, I mean, the kids remembered. Uh, they remember. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and there wasn't any any question about what was going on. So, uh, you know, it was cool for sure. All right. A little little different question. Go to the NBA. Name me your top three point guards of all time. Ooh. All time? All time. Shit. Point guards. Who's going first? Me? Don't matter. Whoever. I'll go. Man, I got two. Who's my third? Go ahead. All right. Magic. Okay. John Stockton. Isaiah Thomas. Man. I'm going to go. You got to say magic. Even though Stockton was the dirtiest little SOB you ever met in your life, <laughs> you, you, you cannot argue with his numbers. Like, yeah. like assists and steals already, like those numbers will never be touched. So anybody that has like a top and you don't put him in, like you're, like, you're just being biased at that point. Yeah. So I say Stockton Magic. Mm, uh, that's t- a third one's tough. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an Isaiah guy. You have, you, like, have, you have a three four. Like you're, you're torn between two guys. 
No, not really. I mean, I, I want to say Nash just because I thought he was unathletic. That's, I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but, you know, he's unathletic. He, he could shoot it. He could pass it. He got to where he wanted to. So I want to say Nash, uh, but, I, I mean, I don't know. I asked this one on another podcast, but I'll ask you guys. I just need one. Best shooter okay. of all time. Best shooter of all time. All time? All time. Best shooter. That's easy. That's Curry. Steph Curry. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's even close. I agree. I don't disagree. I'm just – I want to – Yeah, yeah, no. He, he, he's changed the game, and, and there's a lot of things that he's not. Um, but when you have to guard somebody out to, like, 35 feet, that makes a huge difference for how you run your offense. And Yeah. You know. I think – I mean, his numbers are ridiculous. The amount of threes that he's made is ridiculous, and the percentage that he shoots it is ridiculous. And the um, degree of difficulty. Yeah, for sure. He's not shooting, you know, set shots. He's not shooting – you know, he's not spotting up in the corner, you know, like Ray Allen and, and Larry Bird and some of those guys have done. You know, he's he's doing stuff coming off ball screens and pulling from 36 feet with a 6'11 guy in his hand. So, you know, I think Curry's best shooter for sure. Yeah. You guys excited about the NBA coming back? I'm excited that the Spurs get a chance to maybe continue <laughs> their playoffs. I think Spurs fans were saying, I hope they just cancel it so it doesn't count and it's not making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy for some sports to be on, to be honest. I just want to watch something on TV because, you know, two months with nothing has been a little crazy. If all we get is a, a you know, a foursome, you know, golf tournament with Tiger and Tom Brady and Phil. Um, I could use a little bit more, me personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I flipped on ESPN last night just out of habit, and they had cornhole, a cornhole tournament going on on, on TV. And you probably watched it too. I got some books on that guy. ESPN ate the Ocho, right? Yeah, exactly. They show a lot of that stuff. Um, so you guys used to work together back in the day, huh, at a restaurant? Yeah, Olive Garden. OG, OG baby. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were you guys? I worked I there thinking. for nine years, actually. I worked there from the time I was 15 and through high school, through college, part-time. And it yeah. Happened. It just – I was probably I was probably like seventeen at the time, maybe eighteen, maybe. Man, so y'all so, go way back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Funny how funny how that worked out for sure. Yeah, you both getting your head jobs at the same time, but y'all got this history together. Um, any any crazy stories of back in the OG days? Typical restaurant stuff. <laughs> if, you, if you if you ever worked in a restaurant, you you know. It's the same stuff. Never have. Nah, you, you're but missing out on that. Yeah. I'm glad I never have to again. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I have night. I have. I have nightmares about not being able to use the computer right. You know, like putting in stuff. Like, I'm not not about that life anymore. All right. So, talk to me about some impactful moments that you've had. I know. I know you've been assistant coaches for a long time. So you've been in the business for a long time. It's all the same. You're working with kids and building relationships. So. Any impactful moments that you've had over the course of your career that just kind of stand out, where, where it's more than just basketball? Uh, go ahead. Okay. 
a couple of years ago through cross country, I actually had a kid that was ROTC all the way through high school and um, came from a military family, but he super brilliant kid. Um, he was actually, his goal was actually to get into uh, my point and which, you know, is like a Harvard of the military uh, institution. So um, he came out to cross country just primarily to get his endurance and running um, in shape so that he could uh, succeed in his PT test, which is part of the criteria to get into West Point. You got to get a congressional nomination, all kinds of things go into it. Um, but just working with him through that process and um, I just trained him um, on the side and had to put him through his PET test. I got to get submitted to West Point. He actually got submitted, which is um, from all accounts that we know, it was the first kid from Seguin to ever be accepted in the West wow. Point. You know, they, they blew it all up in the, in the Seguin paper. And it was, a, it was a big deal. It was an honor to be a part of all that kind of stuff because totally nothing to do with basketball and, um, you know, anything you can do in those regards, you know, that, that's, that's a major accomplishment. Um, a great kid, great family. This couldn't be more proud of, of, a, of a kid and to see that journey in that aspect, which is totally different from anything I ever experienced, um, was, was really cool to see. Um, and then at the end of the school year, Seguin Education Foundation does a uh, Heroes Banquet. Um, so the top 10% of each graduating class gets to select a hero. And it could be from anywhere from kindergarten all the way up to senior year, teacher, coach, counselor, parent. Um, anybody that had to deal with their education growing up. And they have a big banquet ceremony, all kinds of things. And uh, he actually selected me as his hero. Um, and part of that is they, they record a video message explaining their thoughts and feelings and what you meant to them and I mean honestly it was it was emotional to hear and to see uh, um, that kind of impact you can have on a kid um, and you know that was very heartfelt and um, one of my proudest moments as an educator beyond basketball was that um, being selected as hero and being able to just be a small part of his journey to make it into West Point um, and then since then, I've actually helped the kid get into the Naval Academy. And then this year, actually got selected as a hero again, <laughs> surprisingly enough. Um, but during, during due to the COVID stuff, uh, they weren't able to ever sync up a time with. I still don't know who this who this uh, student is that selected because <laughs> they they try to keep it as like a secret and kind of make it a special announcement deal, and like you meet up take a picture and like they just keep it secretive until uh you kind of show up at the same place for a photo and um obviously no no uh heroes banquet this year no sports banquets nothing like that but, uh so i'm still waiting to see on uh who's selecting me this year but things like that are definitely touching and moving uh things i keep close to my heart as far as being able to um However, however, inspire, motivate um, some of our kids outside of basketball too. Same. Uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of kids who probably a lot of guys who have played for me or who know me who don't like to hear this. 
Unfortunately, they're not one of my favorite, my, not my favorite kid I've ever coached, right? Because I can tell you which one it is, right? And it, it, he definitely wasn't the best basketball player. Uh, what's up, E? Uh, you know, five foot nothing was absolutely 1,000% a gift as a freshman. 1,000%. He was a good kid. He was nice. He, he worked hard. We kept him. Ended up being, you know, a, a varsity letterman for us. Worked his butt off for four years. Anything you asked him to do, he did it above and beyond. Um, never was, you know, knew that he wasn't a basketball player, but knew that he was going to work harder than everybody else. And there's something in that, uh, you know, because it, it set him up for, and he's told me this, um, and he's a young kid, but he's, he's very mature for his age. And, you know, he, he's already told me, you know, the, the impact that I've had on his life and um, the things like that. He's actually in the Israeli Special Forces right now. Um, stationed in he's over in Israel right now going through a bunch of, of sniper <clears throat> sniper training and special forces training and things like that um, but uh, man he was a you know a life-changing experience for sure um, a kid that will always be a part of my life a kid that will always be on the know about what's going on with me always welcome in my home things like that I mean great kid and and you know in teaching, you don't, you don't always know the impact that you make on kids um, until it's a little bit later on in life. Um, and so that's one thing, you know, although we're young in the game, um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm 38 and so I'm, you know, I'm not young, young. Um, and so some of the kids that I've coached have kind of grown up a little bit uh, from, from being high school kids. They're not 18, 19, 20 anymore. You know, they're 25, 26, 27. And so those conversations are a lot different. And, and when you tell them, when they, when you hear the impact that um, you've had on their life, it, it, uh, it makes it feel like it's worth it a little bit. Um, the extra hours, the time away from your kids and your family uh, makes it a little bit more worth it when you realize the impact that you're having on other kids. Um, and, you know, he's one of those guys and, and we have a lot of those guys that, uh, that reach out to you and, and tell you that, and, you know, you don't really know it when it happens, but, you know, when they quote you on something you said 10, 12, 13 years ago, you know, it, it, it's a uh, definitely a big deal for sure. That's great stuff. I mean, we're obviously in a, in a situation in our careers that we can immediately directly impact uh, the lives of young people. So for sure. Um, so what is something that that your communities, your your. Uh, your fans, your your family members out there of your kids, your players. What is something they can expect out of out of Coach Tap and Coach Nolan moving forward in these programs? I, I've already I've already told my guys from day one, ain't nobody gonna outwork me. You know, and and we got to have that mentality that you know if your coach is not gonna be outworked, then you shouldn't be outworked either. And, and you know that's that's where I'm at with it. I'm willing to do anything uh, to help us be successful, to build our program, to build our culture. Um, and to, to do things a little differently than we've done it. Um, so, you know, fire, passion, you know, and be there. You know, this is, a, I think, the, you know, the basketball side of it, you know, and, and recent events and, and things that are going on, I think we can all um, kind of agree that, you know, the basketball locker room, a sports locker room in general is a great place to be uh, because of, of who's in it and who's involved. And uh, the differences that you have and, and the family that you create and the environment that you create. And uh, I'm just excited to, to kind of start that environment, um, start that family, 
uh, and kind of kind of move on from there. Guy? Yeah, a lot of the same for me as well. You know, I I tell my guys too, like I I'm gonna coach you with tough love, and um, I'm gonna coach them and let them know, like I'll, I'm gonna treat you just like I would treat my own my own two kids. Um, and you know, not always gonna agree with me, but everything's gonna be done uh, coming from a place of love and coming from a place of doing what I feel is best, um, not only for them individually, but for the team collectively. Um, and then, you know, kind of jump piggyback on what you said, the same thing, you know, the, if I expect them to grind, then me and my staff are going to be expected to be grinding as well, um, more than anybody out there. And that's what it takes. You want to be special. You want to make a, make that next step, make a, make a push to be next level. You got to do things that are uncommon and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, um, you know, and that goes for us as coaches, just as it, as well as it does for our players. So you're going to, you're going to talk about it. You got to be about it. Um, you gotta, you know, don't just, don't just preach. You gotta, you gotta live by the same, same mantra too. And, and, uh, uh, I'll, I'll send the kids like what I'm doing workout wise. Me too. Same. <laughs> hey, I, told, I told him, I said, if I come back in better shape than you, there's a problem. All right. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. So uh, if I come back in better shape than you, there, there's, that's an issue. So, uh, yeah, I agree with all that for sure. Speaking of that, uh, I, I dropped 17 pounds in the last three weeks. Uh, doing what? Getting back on my stuff. I was getting lazy, you know. <laughs> you know, just getting back on my stuff, uh, eating better, you know. It's really easy during this quarantine to start eating everything. Yeah, you know, it, it helps you that you don't do something that most other coaches do. That probably helps you a little bit. It helps me a lot, right? So that, yeah. that that's a plus. And so, yeah, for sure. You know, just being on my grind. So Yeah, man. I rode, I rode my bike 20 miles yesterday, so I'm kind of doing my thing, so. I'm about, I'm I'm thinking about buying a bike. We we ordered a Peloton. That should be oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks. Uh, I like being outside, man. Get a little sun. Yeah. Well, that's what my I wife guess. she said, you know, you're gonna buy a bike, but once the season starts, are you really gonna ride it? Just buy this Peloton. I think she just wanted to buy the Peloton. Yeah, yeah. She wanted the Peloton. Yeah. Just, just buy the Peloton and we can ride it any day of the week. You can get a quick workout. You know, you don't have to ride yeah, it. Yeah, but she gets to ride it and then you get to ride it after her. It's not like y'all riding it together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you don't like, have two Pelotons. I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was suckered into the one, so it, it works out. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but I, I'm I'm extremely happy for you guys. Uh, I'm Appreciate proud it, man. Uh, you know, two young, uh, not young coaches, right? But two coaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're young. We're all young. Two coaches oh, yeah. that uh, that that are in it for the right reasons. Right? So so I'm I'm excited to see where your careers take off from here. Starting a brand new chapter. It's like fatherhood, right? Uh, start a brand new chapter, and I'm um, curious to see how, how your kids grow up uh, within your your families. And so much appreciate love, it, man. Much love. Well, if you guys ever need anything, uh, um, except taking it easy on y'all who play each other. If y'all ever need anything, uh, you know, I'm always here to help if you need anything. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you a lot, man, for having us. It's yeah, awesome. man. Hey, man. I, I just want to say I appreciate you doing all this, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with like guys like Prez, and I know Jarvin and some other guys like that, but having some other guys on there, Mr. Torres and some other people that um, I don't always uh, get to hear from. Uh, I thought it's real cool, man. I, I appreciate what you're doing for the coaching community for sure, man. Well, I appreciate your, your kind words, my brother. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, same, man. Appreciate watching all these. Appreciate. Lost them. Lost them again. Damn. That's Seguin. That's that Seguin uh, Wi-Fi. You know. That's the country Wi-Fi. <laughs> For I just, sure. I just dumped my my internet up and went. It jumped up by like a thousand percent. So. We're good. Oh, uh, yeah. In the country. You got no problems in the Alvarado household. Guy, it still hasn't returned back from space. Yeah, you know. It's a game, hey, bro. But some of these uh, conversations, like I, I know most of these coaches I'm talking to, not all of them. Uh, but even then, I'm learning a lot about – like I, I know Coach – he coached against me. I've known him for a long time. Uh, I didn't know half that stuff. Yeah. Life, you know. Yeah, man, it's, it's different. Like, it's a different perspective, and I, I think it's really good for me, me in particular, for young coaches to see, um, and then also for the public to see. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize what really goes on, what goes on at a, at a high school. Um, I don't think they really understand what goes on in high school basketball. Um, and I don't understand – I don't think a lot of people understand that the, the grind that a lot of people had to, to take to get there, you know? And, yeah. You know, I use Prez as an example. That guy went from Marble Falls to Belton to Houston. You know, he's pretty much – he's trying to cover Texas, um, you know, to get to get what he wants out of it. But, that you know, young guys got to be prepared to move, even if, you know, like for me and Guy in our particular situation, it wasn't, it wasn't right for us yeah. to, to leave. Um, but, you know, you got to kind of be prepared to. So. Yeah, and now look at Prez. He's got one of the best 5A programs in the, the state of Texas. The best, maybe. I mean, top to bottom and football, basketball. I mean, they're just loaded. Yeah, they got athletes for sure. But it took a lot for him to get there. And uh, and he's talked about jobs that he applied for and didn't get. Like yeah. old high school where he graduated from. And, and he didn't understand why he, it didn't work out. But look at him now, right? So so he's got a shot to play tournaments every year. You back? You back with us? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> I, I got, I got the come back. Uh, we, uh, we, agreed, we both agreed that it was that uh, that country uh, Wi-Fi that you have. We're, we're probably. Not here in Texas. Yeah. No man's land. Uh, no, I, I don't know if I got cut off or whatever. Um, the whole thing. But you, you, I've, Okay, I, I I don't know what got cut off or whatever, but I was just gonna say, man, like I've enjoyed watching all these uh, coaching connections you put together, and you know, like just to hear from lots of different coaches, some that we played against, some not, and all that kind of stuff. Like I feel like we can always listen and learn and and get better from just hearing from other people's experiences, their ideas, and it's kind of reassuring to know that a lot of us had different journeys and some tougher than others but at the end of the day um everybody's in it for the right reasons for the kids and um man, we, i don't think we could have picked a better profession to be a part of and um i'm excited for for this next chapter of our careers to begin and, and marcus we're, we're going to be playing here this <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to take it easy on. <laughs> That's what I told I told Dwayne. I said uh, you're retiring uh, on the show. I said because I talked to guy. We're trying to schedule a game, and he told me that uh, that you're out. <laughs> he was like, yeah. yeah, that's true. And we kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't promise. I don't. I don't. I mean, we all hope to be good every year. So uh, right. I can promise that we will compete our hardest 
uh, as as will you guys. And I know Tap will work on the game at some point. We've already talked a few times. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, and it's just fun, fun. That's that's how uh, friendships and relationships like like we are. We already know each other well, but uh, but I'll tell you what. Listening to uh, Stan Leach and Brian Young talk a couple of days ago, um, they coached against each other forty nine times. And, wow. And and they've had some of the craziest. They're talking about some of the, the buzzer beater craziest games that they've had, and for, not to pretend, but he did a moment arguing, getting into it, and then going afterwards and having a meal and and other stuff, right? Uh, but just <laughs> that bond and that friendship that they built through through those crazy battles, right? Uh, so now they're like best friends, and so uh, so I'm glad to see you guys uh, take that next step and. And we'll try to schedule as many games as possible. For sure, man. It's been cool. You know, ever since they, they announced and kind of, I guess, made it official, me getting the job, it's been, it's been cool like, to see the camaraderie within the coaching community because I got coaches from all over the place. I didn't have numbers to prior texting me and telling me, hey, it's so-and-so, congrats, like, well-deserved, like – but all those kind of things. We got a special bond here within the coaching community. Uh, For sure. I think I think everybody has reached out. I think every coach knows how hard it is to get one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 when when somebody gets one, you're kind of entering a fraternity. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, and, and a small group of people, you know, my dad looked it up because my dad is my dad, you know, but I guess there's like, you know, in my situation, I'm a, a at a 6A school, I guess there's, you know, 245 6A schools in the state of Texas. So, you know, to be one of 245 in the state or one of 21 in the city, city of San Antonio, like, you know, it's a pretty big deal and, and uh, definitely a blessing for sure. And everybody's, at least in, in our area, everybody's real good about taking care of each other. Like, you know, if I, if I call somebody older than me and, uh, you know, been in the business world, like, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, any advice, what would you do? Man, people have been so helpful, you know, um, along my journey. And, uh, and so it's all about paying it forward. And I think that's what they're doing. And, and so the brotherhood here in, in town and the sisterhood, you know, even the female coaches, I mean, everybody, yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. And that, that's, that's one thing, you know, similar, like, you know, I've been lucky to have some older coaches who have kind of looked out for me, who have kind of have talked me through some things and, and, and showed me how some things work and showed me the right decision to make in some certain situations. And, you know, you know, hopefully uh, as years go by that I'm able to kind of to return the favor and, and kind of uh, pay it forward, like you said, and, and kind of have a younger assistant that I do the same thing with and other young coaches who get into the game um, because we have a lot of good young guys in the city of San Antonio who are trying to get their foot in the door. It's just, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, you know, as, as some of these older coaches kind of graduate, then I, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, like us three and Jawasco and, and, and some of those younger guys across the city um, are going to kind of become the old heads and, and guys that kind of take on that mentorship role with a lot of people. Um, which could be really important for sure. Hey, man, uh, you guys you guys take care of yourself. Stay safe. Um, yeah, man. Good luck with everything. And if y'all need something, don't hesitate to call me. Yeah, man, will do, bro. All right, y'all take Thanks for coming. Yeah, right. man, appreciate you, bro.